<laughs> is that good? <laughs> is that good, you guys? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> Unknown. Mom, what do you think we should do? We know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who recently joined the Poshmark app and are getting started on a reselling journey. We will be sharing our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress as we turn our hobby into profits. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about the post office. Yes, we've mentioned our post office tips in other episodes here and there, but we wanted to do a fully dedicated episode all about what we know about the post office, how to get the free supplies, everything you need to know. Definitely. So before we get into all of that, what's new this week? Not that much is new this week. The only thing that's a little bit exciting is I made my way back over to the bins and I haven't really sourced (laughs) there much. Um, over the summer. So I went there the other day and I was able to find a bunch of inventory and I only, I feel like I'm getting better at the bins. Like it used to be so overwhelming. If you have listened to our episode, all about the bins we put out in the spring. Yeah. Like our first few trips were a little crazy. We didn't know what to expect, but I feel like now that I have been a handful of times, it's really not that scary. And in that episode, we talk about how we're like, you need to like block off like hours to go to the bins if you're going to go. Last time I went last week, I was only there for like maybe 45 minutes. I feel like I kind of know when the switchovers are going to be now so I can time it so I can see the new Mm -hmm. bins. And yeah, I think like now, now I also have a better idea of what to be on the lookout for at the bins. Of course, you can find good brands and styles that you would find at Plato's Closet or at the regular Goodwill. But I think when you go to the bins, I try to be a lot more like flexible, vintage, or just things that I think are cute based on style, since they're such a good deal trying them out there. I think like 28 things and I spent like $30. So that really helped. I want to like go there every week. I think that would be yeah, a good way for me to bulk up I feel like I'm starting to hit a plateau when it comes to my sales, as we've seen over the summer. It's like I'm hitting right about like the $3,000 mark, maybe even a little shy of that with having like 500 active listings. So I am thinking if I do want to bump it up to more of like a $4,000 a month total that I need to probably have a few more items listed. Nice. And it seems like you're getting more efficient at the bins. I mean, 40 minutes, that's, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Just like go skim through a few bins. Like don't beat yourself up feeling like you need to like comb through every item. I kind of just am like a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Yeah. And if I get bored of a bit, move on to the next. And I'm still able to get a pretty good cart full going of things that I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. At the bins, I also don't really check comps. I know we talked about that in our original bins episode too, but since they're so cheap, it's like, if it's pretty cute, I'm feeling yeah. pretty good about it. Just look and through it again one more time before you check out and yeah, go. <laughs> check for the flaws. But besides that, mm-hmm. it's like, in and out yeah grab a diet coke on the way home and you're good (laughs) (laughs) exactly you well earned there's a mcdonald's right across the highway from it (laughs) i know (laughs) you know they keep that diet coke crispy over there (laughs) what's new with you this week so on mercari this week i had someone message me for the first time 
asking for multiple items and it was really exciting because that just like doesn't happen on Mercari there's not a formal like bundle feature like there is on Poshmark so I had someone just send me a message and be like hey I'm wondering if you could give me like a discount if I buy this item and then in like a separate message they were like and this item <laughs> like showing the two items so I was like of course I had to Google like even what to do, like how to make that happen. And literally when you Google it, it's like, oh, just make another listing with all of the items that they want in it. And then yeah. let them know that you did that kind of like the workaround. <laughs> I, yeah. So I did that really quickly. I responded and I haven't been able to close the deal yet, but I'm still hopeful and just kind of good to know that. How you handle that. Yeah, Exactly. To be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Well, I'll be crossing our fingers. Yeah. And they were both two really lightweight items. So, like, together even, I think they'll be pretty light. So, perfect oh. for Mercari. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and then my other update, I'm going on a trip in a few days here. Bjorn, my husband, is taking... Uh, bar exam this week and it's kind of like the last hurrah before he has to go to work full time (laughs) so we're doing that it's also going to be his birthday on the trip we're treating it kind of like an early anniversary trip too it's the catch-all trip it's a multi-stop we're going to Georgia for a few days and then driving up to North Carolina it's going to be really pretty with like the fall colors so just even the driving aspect is going to be really nice and then on the way back we are going to a wedding in Iowa and then we're coming back so it's kind of a long (laughs) a long haul but I was talking to Taylor about this and she reminded me about in Georgia there is this like anthropology outlet center yeah that's called final cuts and she's like I don't know why I'm saying she it's you (laughs) and you were like oh my gosh if you're close you gotta go I'm so jealous so I was just looking into it it's two hours away from where we're staying in Georgia I am so jealous (laughs) I know I think I have to figure it out of how to get over there for a couple hours and check it out I mean, oh, yeah. When in Rome, you got to do when it. When in Rome, when in Georgia. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely going to look into it a little more just to kind of make sure I understand like if there's any hours and stuff like that, <laughs> that'll be good to know in advance. But I want to make that happen. It sounds so cool. It's like just anthropology, like Urban Outfitters brands at like a super reduced cost. They also have furniture and like bridal stuff too, it sounds like. I'll report back if I go because <laughs> I saw that on TikTok and obviously yeah. sent it to you right away when I saw it. And it is, it just looks so cool. I know. So, I mean, if I go, if I don't go, we got to plan a trip there regardless, because that seems like the, like a super fun destination, you know? Totally agree. Awesome. So for this week's episode, we are substituting something else in for our normal segments that we normally do, the listener Q&A, listener win, and Posh News update. 
this week we wanted to talk about our October episode series we have coming up. We are like going really hard for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one really knows why we aren't really self-proclaimed Halloween people. I mean, I don't think I for sure haven't dressed up at all for Halloween in like a couple years. Um, Right. Yeah. Since like not really much Halloween action besides watching the occasional like scary Netflix series or something like that. I don't even do that. I mean, my husband bought me a pumpkin the other day when he went to the grocery <laughs> store, which was really fun. But <laughs> yeah, I guess I have done like some of that kind of stuff. But yeah, for our podcast, we decided, I mean, a lot of our like quarter four episodes here for October, November and December, we have some exciting like themed content planned. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about what you can expect from our spooktacular Halloween edition episodes of Sister Sue Posh. We have four Halloween themed episodes that'll come out each week in October. It's basically going to be, I mean, the theme song's very themed. We have a lot of like gimmicky things like that, but the overall like content is basically the same content you can expect from us. It's all like reseller related still I, I don't want people to think we're like going to like true crime or like no, we're doing no. like a totally different branch off but we thought of some themed episodes that we can give a Halloween twist to so definitely yeah we'll be putting everyone in the spirit all month long and we will end the month of October with an episode all about Poshmark reseller horror stories. So we are looking for submissions for this. If some, if you have a horror story of something that went totally wrong or something that keeps you up at night, (laughs) (laughs) please please feel free to email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. We're like looking for, I mean, it can be kind of loosely, yeah. but just like anything that the normal that's happened to you while reselling that you want to share a scary story about, we would love to feature it on that episode. It could be like a eerie coincidence too. Like I want to look back and see how you had it recently where like this sweater that hadn't sold for like so long and all of a sudden you copy listing it. And then it sold twice, like the old listing and the new listing sold in the same day. You know what I mean? Like an eerie coincidence, like an eerie coincidence, (laughs) maybe like an angry customer situation or like, (laughs) or a like sourcing thing that went wrong. (laughs) Like another eerie coincidence. I know, is it NCI resale? He's a big Poshmark or on Instagram or a reseller on Instagram that I follow. And this was a while ago, but he posted that he like sold someone something and they lived like a block away from them. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, should I just drop it off? Like, (laughs) Yes. So anything that you could, that you think could fit into the theme of a Poshmark horror story, we want to share those during the finale episode, episode four of our four part Halloween series. And yes, and I guess I guess we can share. Well, we don't want to give all our tricks and treats away, but we, I guess, can share what you can expect for next week's episode. Yeah, so next week 
we are talking about the tricks and treats of being a reseller. Yes. So it's like kind of a play on words of just like the tricks are like those eye roll moments that happen to you as a reseller. We will share more next week so you can stay tuned for that. And then the treats are like when it's just like a total score, something that just makes your day as a reseller. So yeah, it's a really fun episode and that'll be starting up next week. Be on the lookout for our spooky content. (laughs) Love it. All right. So that brings us to the heart of the episode the post office (laughs) so if you're a reseller on Poshmark you're no stranger to the post office I've been to the post office more than anywhere else this year I think (laughs) and (laughs) actually you know how um like if you have a car that has Apple CarPlay and it kind of starts knowing like you know every time you get your car yeah it'll know like oh this are you if you're like out at a restaurant it'll be like oh do you want to go home and like have your address like it knows where you live or it'll be like when you get in the car in the morning it'll automatically put the directions to work in now that i'm a full-time reseller it thinks i work at the post office (laughs) (laughs) okay mine thinks i work at (laughs) play-doh's i'm not kidding oh my gosh and yeah because i work from home That's so funny. And okay, so another funny one, this is really doesn't have to do with reselling, but I always go to Dunkin' Donuts because it's like on the way to the post office. So it either plugs in that I'm going to work, which it thinks is the post office, or the other day it just was like, oh, are you going to Burger King, which is next door to Dunkin' Donuts? And you were like, uh, I haven't been I there was in like, 10 um, years. I don't really want to be you thinking I'm going to Burger King every day, but like, can you like fix this? <laughs> like, we're, we're not a Burger King family. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, we're no stranger to the post office. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and you've made a few sales on Poshmark, you know about the post office too. What we mainly want to talk about today is some of our tips for things to know about the post office. And the first one is, I'm sure you know already, but this was like mind blowing to me when I was first starting out on Poshmark, but the post office can provide you with free shipping supplies that you can use to ship out your packages. Just like, seems like in 2021, nothing's for free anymore, but somehow the post office is just giving away free boxes and envelopes you can use. And when you're just starting out on Poshmark, it's like, that's such a good way to keep your costs down. Oh yeah. I feel like the first couple sales I made on Poshmark, I went to like Target to get something to like put it in because I just assumed like oh I need to buy a box now so yeah you can go in store or on the post office website and pick up some free supplies that way I think in store they usually have a little display that has all the free supplies on there and then on the website they have like everything under the moon like way more options than you'd ever need available on the website and it's crazy. Like you go to the checkout and it's like, okay, zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like I've never experienced that before. The thing with the free supplies is you want to be using the priority mail category supplies that they have. So some of the options they have for like the free priority mail um, flat rate ones, they're like, there's like a bubble padded envelope. There's also just like a thinner kind of like a papery poly mailer version And then there's a few different sizes of flat rate boxes that you can use. And all of it you can take for free from the post office. And if you're ordering them online, you can order them in 
quantities of like 10 or 20 or 30 and you can get as many as you want so i mean if you have a lot of space you could really just like go to town buy a bunch of them and be set for a while when i have ordered them online before it's kind of like inconsistent though what actually shows up like i feel like they sometimes don't complete your order to to 100 percent. they're like few of these few of these kind of like eyeballing oh. what you want <laughs> mine when I ordered it at least in Phoenix it was like I think I ordered like 15 of a certain kind of box and it's like you get 13. what you get you don't throw a fit I guess <laughs> I guess they're free so whatever. or sometimes they never show up or sometimes they take forever to show up so yeah I've had that happen if you order like a couple different items that they'll come like separately and one of them comes after like a week and one of them comes after like a month so <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but the padded poly mailers, the various size boxes, and then also the like little sle- like clear sleeves to put the actual label in are, I think, the most purchased items for me. Yeah. I think I agree. The only thing is I feel like I don't use those padded ones as much, except for sometimes I feel like I've used like the more like just thin ones too. Mm. But I mean, either work and they're all free and they all work for the Poshmark flat rate labels. So a lot of options. Yes. And if you are selling on Mercari, if something for a pound, it's more cost effective to use the padded flat rate, flat rate mailer from the post office rather than one of your poly mailers. So it's nice to just have a few of those on hand for those situations. I know I'm almost out. So I'm, this is a good reminder for me to put an order in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, I also keep like a variety of the different size boxes, especially now I feel like I've been sourcing shoes a little more, like I've mentioned in previous Mm. episodes. For the most part, I like shipping those in boxes better than like trying to like put them in a poly mailer just because I feel like poly mailer will get really beat up if there's shoes inside of it. Um, Right. It's nice having like they have a they have one size box that's like the perfect size for shoes. So those work well. I always try to keep at least a stack of those in my posh room in case I sell a pair. Nice. Yeah, I need to get some boxes. I don't think I have any right now. If you do like run out and you ordered online, it's it's super easy to just go to the post office too. And they're honestly like self-serve. You can just help yourself. So I honestly haven't really used the online ordering in a while, every time I'm at the post office, if I'm running low, I'll just re- try to remember to grab a few. I feel like the post office hours are hard. So that's kind of why True. I do the online. Plus but mine, like they like put a little gate in front of them too. Once the post office is closed, you can't even get in there. So <laughs> devastating. <laughs> the next tip we have is to, if you want to scan your items at the post office, There's usually employees that can obviously help you if you wait in line to talk to them, but I actually don't recommend doing that because the line is usually really long and the whole perk of being a Poshmark reseller specifically, or even on Mercari, if you print your own label on Pirate Ship, is the labels are already prepaid. So don't wait in that line. You have a couple options. I would say like 90% of the time, we just drop them off like in the little chute or put them in... Uh, blue box which we'll talk about a little bit later if you want to scan your items so that you know for sure that they all start tracking sooner there is a self-serve machine that you can use at the post office and it's it's super easy when you go up to the machine it just is like touch screen um, and there's an option that says to scan a prepaid label and 
they, from there, you basically just have to confirm like one question being like that there's no like, it kind of reminds me of the airport. It's like, there's no like batteries, chemicals, batteries <laughs> or something in the, <laughs> in the package. So you just say, nope, there's not. And then you can just scan the package and you can keep going down the line and scan all your packages. And then it can print one receipt for all of them, or you can have your receipt emailed to you. And then you just put them in the little shoot like normal. Like I said, I don't always do that, but sometimes the times I Poshmark is really good that it's like, if you just drop them off at the post office, like normal, they'll start tracking usually within like the next like 12 hours. And then people can follow along with their tracking information there on Poshmark. But once in a while, I'll have someone be like, oh, I want to wear this this weekend to a special event. Sometimes in that situation, if I can, I'll use that self-scan machine because I do notice that those items do start scanning a little bit faster that way. And plus, then I have the tracking number. So if I want to be like extra, provide that extra good customer service, I can even message them in their bundle and be like, hey, I just dropped it off. Here's the tracking number. It should show as uh, shipped on here shortly, just so... I feel like every time I've done that, then they're like, wow, thank you so much. Kind of start working for your five stars a little earlier. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And two, then if it does get delayed or something, you know, it's, it's out of your hands. It wasn't like you taking a lot of time to get it to the post office. You know what I mean? So the customer at least knows like, okay, well the seller did drop it off right away, but you know, the post office, it took a while to get there. Yeah, they know like you did your part, you did your due diligence exactly. uh, to, to get it to them in a speedy manner. So our next tip is, like Taylor was saying, definitely don't wait in that line at the post office, not worth our time. And you can actually drop off your packages at those blue mailboxes that you see around town. I know these are super convenient. I definitely have one a lot closer to me than the actual post office. So I don't really drive over to the post office a ton unless I have a ton of packages or something like that. I've also noticed the it depends on the blue box, but some of them open a lot further than others. Like the yes. one right by my house opens really wide so you can fit bigger packages in there. Like I've been selling a lot of like sweaters recently that are like really (laughs) bulky and the drive through like post office box you really have to like squeeze it in there but the little blue bin by my house it's a lot smoother to get them in (laughs) yes so something to keep in mind when you're dropping off your packages of just the shapes of packages that you had (laughs) yes Another thing to keep in mind with the blue bins is typically on the blue bin, it'll show the pickup times. So you can kind of know yeah. when the next pickup is. Once you kind of get in the swing of, I know when I lived in, closer to downtown Phoenix, I would always drop it off in the blue bin because there was one like right on my corner. So it was super convenient. Anytime something sold, you could just walk it right on over. And you kind of get the hang of like when the pickup times are once you're bringing it to the same bin so that's good to know too because then you can kind of know when you should expect it to kind of start scanning although the scanning times can be all over the place too so it's not 100 yeah yeah i think mine always scan like at four in the morning the next day typically yeah and then sometimes overnight yeah yeah and then sometimes i'll drop off five packages and four of them will start tracking yeah like what and then if you have a physical 
mailbox in front of your house you can put the packages in there as well if they fit like taylor was saying the labels are prepaid so they're good to go if if you put them in the mailbox i know a lot of us don't have a physical mailbox in front of our house to do that i have one of those community um spots and i had a really tiny poly mailer recently with like a bralette in it and I was able to squeeze it in the outgoing mail slot yes (laughs) and I was like yes (laughs) don't have to go to the post office so something to keep in mind another option for dropping off your packages at most post offices I would say there is a bigger version of the blue mailbox that's kind of in the parking lot of the post office um usually like two or three of them and at mine there's like a little lane of traffic so it's like kind of like a drive-through you don't even have to get out of your car you can just pull right up to the blue mailbox and slide them in there one of the mailboxes there is kind of like what you were saying where the the opening isn't big enough where most of my poly mailer items can squeeze in there only if i have a box do i need to like actually go into the post office typically yeah that's good to know because you don't even have to get out of your car And then one other drop-off option at the post office, when I do have boxes, inside there's like a silver like pull drawer looking drop-off that Mm. some of the smaller boxes or the bigger poly mailers, they can fit in there no problem. But if you have a larger box, it won't quite fit in there. So then you might be thinking like, oh, now I have to wait in this line. I've had several of the post office employees tell me if you don't need a receipt and there is a line, you can just bring your package up to the counter and set it at some post office I've seen where they have like a spot that's like drop off where you can just like leave it up on the counter there. Or if there's like a section of the counter where there isn't an employee like actively working, all of my post office employees are like fine with leaving it up there and then they'll just scan it when they, when the line dies down that way you don't have to wait. Typically I just like say something to them when they're, when I go up there, I'm like, Hey, is it okay if I just like drop this off up here? It's prepaid. And they're always like, Oh yeah, good. Kind of give you a thumbs up. And then you could be on your way a little faster too. One last thing about using the self-service booth to scan your items. If you don't have a prepaid label, like let's say you sell something on Mercari or Depop and you're not using pirate ship for whatever reason, that is also, you can also buy labels there. It has like a little scale where you can weigh Mm. the items and ship them. Basically it'll print a label for you and you pay for it with a card right at that portal. So that's a good option too. We both do recommend using Pirate Ship because it's a little bit cheaper, but let's say you're in a bind or you're traveling and you don't have access to a printer, that's a great way to get a label and you don't even have to talk to an employee. So Another tip is the home pickup option through the post office. This is something we are still hoping to try in the future, but you can go onto the post office website and schedule them to pick up packages right from your like front door. I've seen people leave like a little basket out there with their packages and the post office person just comes right up, grabs them and keeps going on their route. So this is definitely a good option. If you are, you know, having a lot of sales and for whatever reason, it's hard for you to leave the house. If you've got little kids or just a, you know, busy day or something, you're not gonna be able to make it out this would definitely be a good option. Yes, I've seen a lot of resellers use this. And it it seems like one of those things where, like we said, you and I have never tried this. For some reason, it seems like daunting to like set it up and figure it out. But it seems like one of those things like once you do have it scheduled, you kind of get to know your mailman, like they're coming to your house every day, they kind of like know that they're going to come pick up from you and you build a rapport with them and have a good routine for them to just come pick them up too. 
from what I've seen. Seems like some yeah. of the girls I follow on Instagram, it's like they like know their postman and they know what time they're going to come every day. And they, the postman knows to like expect to pick up some packages from their house pretty regularly. It's almost like having a coworker then. Kind of gives me like Gilmore Girls stars hollow vibes of just like small town. Like, you know, your postman, like they're coming. <laughs> I think it would help too, if you're trying to establish more of a routine with the shipping aspect. Like if you wanted to do it on certain days, that could help you like, okay, well, Bill, the postman is coming on Wednesday at 11 a.m. So I have to have these ready, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. Build it right into the routine, you know? Okay. But like what happens if the reason I don't want to do it is I feel like it's almost like jinxing you to have not make sales. <laughs> I've seen um, someone I po- follow on Instagram, they posted something like that where they were like, I was feeling pretty good about my um, stack until the postman said, oh, is this all today? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm curious, what do you do if you don't have any sales? Like, and you have it scheduled, do you just leave a note being like, nothing today? <laughs> <laughs> Keep on passing by. <laughs> like how embarrassing if they rang the doorbell and they were like, oh, where's your packages? And you're like, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm sure they don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the next topic we wanted to cover is some mistakes you could be on the lookout for so you don't make them. These are, to be honest, two mistakes that I've made. And I have made both of them in the last like month after like a year of shipping successfully from the post office. So learn from me. Don't make the same mistakes as me. So one mistake you can make is at the post office there. So they have all like the flat rate priority mail, free shipping supplies that you can take, but it's a little confusing because there's one little spot at my post office, at least, where they have like, I think it's called express shipping, which is different than the flat rate materials. It basically looks the same, except for it says express on the poly mailers or the boxes. And one time I shipped something out and I used one of those express shipping mailers by mistake and it got returned to me because it's not compatible with the label that you use either on Poshmark or even if you like preprint a label on Mercari, I hadn't selected the express one. So I believe it was Mercari sale that got returned to me that way. So something to be on the lookout for, just make sure you're using the correct materials, do a quick Google search and... Once you get in the hang of it, I'm sure you won't run into this too much, but good to know. Definitely. Yeah, it can be really confusing if you are ordering them online too, because there's so many different options on there. So I think you can filter for the flat rate boxes and then it'll only show those options. So then you could just like shop from that section if you're doing the online route. So then another mistake we've made is not upgrading the shipping. So the prepaid Poshmark labels that come with all of the sales are up to five pounds, which covers most of the sales that we make. But there are situations where thing, you know, packages will weigh more than five pounds. I'm thinking, especially in the fall with those chunky sweaters, the mm. 100% cotton jeans. I mean, if someone's making a big bundle, it could get over that five pound mark. So just True. something to or, keep in mind. Or um, like homeware stuff, if you sell that on Poshmark, like yeah. some of that can get kind of heavy too. 
definitely. So something to keep in mind that the labels that Poshmark gives us only go up to five pounds. And if you think you're going to be over that mark to, you know, weigh your items, I think this is a perfect situation to do the method of like getting on the scale with the items, getting on the scale (laughs) without the items and subtracting because it's more of like a rough, it's five pounds. It's not like ounces, you know? Yes. And seeing where that's going to be. And then if it's over the five pounds, you can go into the sale on Poshmark and there's a spot that has to do with shipping and you can like reprint the label there. And then also you can like upgrade the shipping label there based on the weight and it'll have you put in what the weight, like, you know, how many pounds you do need, say you need just six pounds or seven pounds or whatever. And then it does charge you for that extra, you know, the difference from the the five pounds that was already paid for or whatever. And that'll come out of your earnings. But if you don't do that, you have the risk of it getting mailed back to you and you have to do it anyway. So just something to keep in mind if you have a larger bundle or those home goods, like Taylor had mentioned. Yeah. If you like, we had been on Poshmark for a long time before we even realized this was a thing or an option. So I feel like it's, it's, I don't want to say this because the advice that we want to give is like, obviously if it's over five pounds, you should just do the right thing, pay up for the shipping because you don't want it to get returned to you. But it's like one of those things that we didn't know about it for a long time. And I'm like thinking back being like, I swear I've sent out things that were definitely probably over five pounds in some of these bundles. The, the bundles, It just kind of depends yeah. on luck of the draw. If the post office employee scans and weighs your item, like when they're checking it in or if they are just like scanning items and putting them on the truck, I, don't, I guess it just kind of depends, but really just don't test your luck. You should, you should uh, make sure you have the appropriate shipping label for your box you're sending out. Definitely. But like you were saying, I mean, if you're shipping out just a bunch of like one item packages that are mostly like shirts, jeans, even sweaters or sweatshirts, like you're not even going to be anywhere near that $5 yeah. or five pound mark. So like, it's just something to keep in mind when you are having bundles or some of those heavier items. I think if you sell on Mercari a little bit, you start to, in your head, know like what a pound feels like (laughs) in clothing. (laughs) Yeah. So just something to keep in mind. Another mistake to avoid when it comes to the post office and shipping is you cannot tape two of the flat rate boxes together in order to like create a bigger box. Um, yeah, I swear I had like heard people like giving this as a tip on Instagram of them, like kind of making their own box. I don't know if like you turn, if it's like a plain box and you can just kind of use your label on anything, but if it's their actual like post office materials, then they'll like catch you on it more. But I tried taping too large. I was using the largest size of the flat rate shipping box. And my bundle of stuff wasn't fitting inside of it. Um, so I tried like basically like creating a lid using another large shipping box and taping them together on like all the seams. I thought I was going to totally be fine. But the day I dropped it off, literally same day, my doorbell rings and that box is on my <laughs> doorstep again with like a little note taped to it being like, you can't tape two flat rate boxes together. I will say, I believe if you have like your own poly mailers, you can kind of like craft your own polymailer that way. I think it's just if you're using the actual post office supplies, it has to be like not tampered with in that way. Got it. I don't really know why, but 
yeah, mine got returned. So better to be, to be aware of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we have just our two biggest takeaways, I think, for the using the post office and using the post office supplies. The first one being with the post office supplies, the, the it's not going to be the the two day shipping that we're all used to with other services because they're free supplies. I think they just kind of take their time getting to you and you can order them online and have them not show up for, you know, 10 business days plus. So if you are using the free supplies and strictly ordering them online rather than in store, just making sure you're doing that in advance And if you're starting to run low, definitely put another order in, but you can always go to the physical post office and grab some of those supplies too. If you are in a situation where you run out, I've definitely had that happen to me before where I'm waiting for the next batch to arrive in the mail and I run out. (laughs) It's always good to have like more than enough supplies on hand. So you're never like not able to ship something because you don't, you're waiting on materials. Exactly. And then our last big takeaway we talked about in the episode already, but it is trying to avoid waiting in that line at the post office since you do have a prepaid label when it comes to Poshmark or if you're printing your own labels on pirate ship, there's really no reason to wait in the line and first of all, waste your time waiting in the line and then basically waste your, the employee's time getting, getting, just dropping off your packages, which you could really do a multiple different ways. Um, So that's like a big time saver. And that's something I think, Early on when I first started Poshmark, like I always waited in the full line and it wasn't until like the employee was like, oh, if you like don't need a receipt for this, like you can just leave it here or just drop it off over there. Or you can also get your own receipt at that little booth. So there's a lot of options to avoid waiting in the line. So that wraps up our post office segment, our tips and tricks. Definitely let us know if there's any tips with the post office that you are really liking and especially the home pickups. If you are doing that, let us know if, if you think it's worth it. And if we, do we need set to it be doing it, what's yeah. happening? How do you do it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is just like a totally different. We're just like really straying from our usual structure for Sister Sue Posh this week. But for goals update, we have to do something a little different this week too, just to like be transparent. We are, we're kind of banking some episodes right now because we are going to be both out of state traveling at the end of September here. So we just recorded yesterday, so we don't have any really new goals update. And then even so, we the episode we recorded yesterday is one of our ones for our Halloween series so we just wanted to kind of hear from you guys for the goals update do you mind when the goals updates come out a little bit delayed for example in the episode that's going to come out next week for the first week of October we're highlighting the goals that are from like mid-September is that fine do you think that that's like too stale of information or what do you think Yeah, we've talked about breaking our goals. You know, we typically have a, typically, we always have a monthly goal number. And we've discussed internally, like breaking that out into how many weeks there are in the month and having more of a weekly goal and talking about our goals that way. Or if we want to structure the goals differently or 
we could try to record the goals more closely to when the episode will actually air. I know we don't typically in the goals section say anything that would be too like season specific. So we might just be overthinking it and hope maybe you guys just think it's fine and there's no need for us to change it. But it. it just feels weird when we're like, we, I feel like we always used to be recording our episode like basically a day or two before then, it would go up yeah. and like always be rushed to edit it. And over the last few weeks, we've been trying to get where we're at least like a week to like 10 days out, like having the next episode ready just to like, first of all, eliminate stress for us and also make sure that we always have an episode that's ready to go live. But yeah, with the goals update, it's like half of me doesn't want it to be stale. Half of me is like, mm, no one really cares what month it's for. I think... The biggest thing for us and that we have heard from a few of you in our messages is we want to continue sharing our real numbers because I think for both of us, I love when other people share their real numbers. I feel like it's like good to know where other people are at and what they're doing. And we like keeping that part transparent with you. That way you can kind of take our tips with like a grain of salt of like knowing what results we're driving using some of our tips. And also, I'm just always so curious about what other people are doing. So when we started our podcast, we were like, we want to for sure talk about our actual results and not keep that too secret. But it's more a matter of... um, What's the best way to share this information with you? Yeah. If you have any ideas of keep it as it is or change it to the weekly goals or change it to more generally you know, general information, let us know what your thoughts are, because we definitely want to keep the listener in mind. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think about that. And for this week, we don't have a new goals update. We're both still at the same as what you've already heard. So (laughs) yeah, well, that wraps up this week's episode. This will be our last like normal episode for a little bit. (laughs) So we'll be back next week with some spooky, spooky episodes, our trick-or-treats of being a reseller. Yes, we will get back to our normal segments next week as well. So if you have a question or a listener win that you'd like us to highlight on an upcoming episode, feel free to email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Also, if you just like Sisters Who Posh in general, you're enjoying the episodes, head over to Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review, write us a little note. We love reading those. It totally makes our day, and it helps other listeners find our podcast as well. Definitely. And don't forget, I know we already mentioned earlier, but if you have a Poshmark horror story to share, we are currently looking for those to feature in our final episode for October. So please send us a message. Matt, you already told you the places, Instagram, Gmail. Yes. And it's worth noting, if you ever want to ask us a question or share something, anonymously we can leave it anonymous too so true yeah just let us know if you prefer us not to share your name i know we don't want to put anyone on blast (laughs) (laughs) definitely especially for those horror stories you might want to stay anonymous (laughs) (laughs) right awesome we'll talk to you guys next week love you tay love you too bye bye